0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well-known in Cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little Fudgy, who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Another
1: one.
2: Be the best.
1: I'm out. Because uh, you're like, oh yeah, you're the fucking beaver. Uh, you're like Coop,
0: but
2: worse.
0: Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather is perfect, the field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's
2: ballgame.
3: Go. Uh, and before we start talking about the, uh, the actual uh, victory over Michigan State, one thing that I just saw a few minutes ago you guys, will, uh, you guys might find this surprising is that the recruiting coordinator and co-special teams coordinator of Missouri State is none other than Ronnie Fouch.
4: Really? That's where he is. Good for him. He's probably making more than <laughs> yeah, half, the, half the people I right know. <laughs>
2: didn't
1: they have a big win yesterday?
3: Well, they were ahead of Arkansas, but I thought they lost, didn't they?
1: Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they were ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. In
3: fact, it was special teams that let him down because they had like an 80-yard punt return. For for a, for a mm. touchdown that I I think that's what gave uh, Arkansas the lead. But anyways,
4: Fauch Petrino, so, so who would have thought? <laughs> a match made in <laughs> heaven. So.
2: <laughs> so you guys,
1: uh, we we were uh, don't, don't only one on of a, us. Don't get on a Harley with a volleyball player. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs>
3: Uh, so only one of us was at the stadium yesterday, and we're, we we're lost in the mountains somewhere, uh, we didn't quite understand what his text was, so he won't be joining us today, apparently, uh, but we got Dougal's on board here, we got Joey, of course, and myself, um, and, and, uh, Dougal's was the only one that was actually at the stadium yesterday, um. And you were you were going back and forth with Mike Damone a little bit about the attendance, but you, you said that I think you said something Mike about did you say it looked like it was sixty five thousand? Is that what you said?
4: Um I, I said eighty five to to ninety five percent full. Mike is claiming seventy to seventy five. Um and I think he got his, his up to to eighty at one point. But um yeah, the the attendance, yeah, it wasn't as packed as I'd seen it before. It wasn't as loud as it's been before, but it was still a great atmosphere. And considering where this program has been, um, all in all, uh, yesterday was probably one of my, my favorite days being being a Husky in a, in a long, long time. So uh, the crowd did its job, and it showed up in the atmosphere, the tailgating. Um, I think that, you know, I, I was even going on some of the, the message boards of, you know, Michigan State and uh, it, pretty across the board. A lot of them were just still a little – like Jesus Christ, it is it is loud at Husky Stadium. So I think that that we made a difference, and yeah, it's not 1991, but um, you know, win a couple more games like like yesterday, and and it's it's going to come back. You know, I think that we've been waiting for a winner for a long time, and um, it, it's just I'm 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 just absolutely stoked about this this the direction of this program right now.
3: Well, and we'll be talking about Mr. Smug David Shaw later in the show uh, because that's what's next on the horizon, but. Um, Joey, was there a, uh, um, was there anything that really jumped out to you yesterday as a surprise from that game?
2: Uh,
1: I wasn't really fearful of Michigan state to begin with. I, I never, I never got too worried about them. I thought they'd lost their best player, um, who did jack shit today in Levi stadium today, by the way. But, uh, that's another story. Anyways, a game uh, that you were at.
2: <laughs>
1: a game I was at. Uh, um, yeah, you know so, how to pick them. <laughs> uh, I, you know, <laughs> you know it. I, I told Dougs I sacrifice. I, I told him I sacrificed myself for for the game because he was going and I wasn't. So I said we cancel each other out. So it should have been a uh, fair fight <laughs> it. And it was. It was. So
3: uh, Dougs played yeah, when he uh, was dooming
1: us, So. No, I, I, I remember thinking, uh, I remember thinking right when, uh, you know, uh, we were gonna receive for the, you know, the opening kickoff. I was like, you know, if we go down and score, like, we're gonna, we're gonna kinda make it clear that we're gonna score some fucking points. And Michigan State is going to have to, uh, look themselves in the eyes and be like, you know, I don't know if we can, you know, do this run game bullshit all game. And sure enough, you know, we, we get up to a, like a really good fucking, uh well, we went right down and uh then we, we got that, we, uh we got stuffed on fourth down, but we got that safety. But then the next drive, we came back and scored. So we got a 16 to nothing lead and it was like, all right, we're going to score points and you can't just run the fucking ball all day. You're going to have to, you know, air it out. And, you know, I was, uh, I was really, uh, really impressed with the, the run defense last night. I mean, that was some good, at one point I looked up and it was like 20 something carries for 12. I think it was 25 carries for 12 yards, Michigan state had, and that was late in the fourth quarter. And I was like, just fucking. I was hulking up in this bar I was in. I had every 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 single person in the Bay Area st- staring at this this gnarly looking husky fan
2: <laughs> in Big
1: Al's in, in Big Owl's bar in El California. But you know, what a fucking. Hey, to our win. listeners.
3: The reason that Joey sounds like he's uh, recording live from an S&M dungeon somewhere is that he's at the workout <laughs> facility of a quality inn in Milpitas California. So.
1: <laughs> Home of Vitavea, baby.
3: <laughs> Home of <Vita> <laughs> uh, and, uh, but So can you go into a little bit more detail there, Juggles, about what it was like in the stadium when you weren't taking furtive photos of strangely dressed
2: Michigan State fans in the men's room. Yeah, Yeah.
4: he was was outside the men's room, just barely. uh, Oh, sure, wake, wake. Yeah, just barely. But uh, no, it was, you know, people were having fun. Uh, I actually got in there pretty early, uh, you know, and and, uh, I'll say the first thing that jumped out at me was watching both teams warm up. Uh, and and I don't you know, let's just say I, I think that Michigan State probably was o- uh, overrated coming in um, a little bit. Uh, they do have some talented players, uh, but uh, just watching the pregame warmups who were well rested, the, <laughs> yeah. Just 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 watching the the pregame warmups of DeBoer's side and Washington versus Mel Tucker and Michigan State, it was like night and day, man. It they they were sloppy. Um, you had their, you know, their grad assistants were kind of always looking at someone else to see, okay, do we go over here now, or do we want to start on this hash? This, you know, all of their drills just seemed a little like they didn't 100% know what they were doing. And then you look over on Washington sideline, and it was just like military, like boom, boom, here, there. And from the get-go, I was talking to my dad. I was like, I mean, I'm just, you know, maybe I'm overanalyzing this because you know that's what I do, but. I mean, this, this looks like we are the better coach team here. Um, and I, I, I knew that was a good sign coming in. And then as soon as the game started, we were crisp. Uh, uh, we, we really uh, just kind of hit him in the mouth immediately. And we didn't play perfect, but but I think it was obvious who the better coach team was. And when you're a, when you're a team like Washington or even like Michigan State, right, you're going to get good talent, but you're not going to get the Ohio State talent or the SC talent. So it's going to come down to development and coaching. And I just, I thought yesterday was such a a great sign for for the future of the program because this is a very well-coached team. Um, And you can tell, you can tell the difference immediately.
3: Well, after three games, I mean, the one thing, and I posted this on the boards uh, this morning, um, was that you don't see us making stupid mistakes at any point so far uh, during the year. I mean, here and there, yes, but you don't see a, come on, people, let's get our shit together. You don't have that. There hasn't been that kind of moment yet.
4: No, not at all. Stupid. And, and uh, you know, it's yeah. it's it, it's 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 one of those things too. Just the whole cohesiveness of of the program just seems to be good, uh, good word. It, 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 it just seems to be uh, gelling. Uh, and every game, when we're bad at something, there's obviously something that shows its head. We get better, it seems to get corrected. You know, from the first game when Kent State was returning the ball to midfield on the kickoff returns. You know, that's been corrected. That's been improved upon. Um, And so when I... That's because Asa
3: did play yesterday.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There might be
1: something to that.
2: (laughs) Just saying.
3: (laughs) I'm not anti-Asa or anything, but...
4: Well, I mean... The, the special teams and, and um, the hitting, that's the thing that jumped out at me, too, is I don't think we've been hit a hard-hitting team. That kind of got lost somewhere after 2016, 2017. Remember, we were like the death row dogs, and we sort of co-opted the name the last couple of years because that's just what people do, but they didn't really earn that title, and uh, we, we're hitting again. You know, like we, we out-physicaled them, and it was it was noticeable, and the whole sideline demeanor was different. Um, it just that team looked like they wanted to be there. They wanted to play for this coach. Um, and and one of the things I, I saw on the on Hardcore Husky, you know, someone asked like, "Hey, I'm a I have beater, battered wife syndrome. Like, why is this time different?" And you know, one of the bi- <laughs> I can't remember who asked that, but one of the big things where I could say is. You know Sark was the young you know the young jumpstart. He got that early SC victory, but you know that was a bunch of raw rah against Aaron Corp and and Carol was on his way out. Um, but and then Pete comes in. and remember Pete's first year, he had a very talented <clears throat> roster, and they underachieved greatly. And I think he kind of came in, laid down the law and took a little time to to sort of get his process and his system in there. And it was kind of my way or the highway. I think that this this uh, this this uh, uh, staff has really ingratiated itself with the current players, and then you have you know Penix who comes over from Indiana who can say, hey man, Deboer's legit. This is what he did for me. And as a leader, that has led into the buy-in with all the other guys on the team. And so this quick turnaround that we're seeing, um, they they have there's a little bit of magic going there where he's still process oriented like Peterson, but he's got the fire in his belly, and in Deboer's case, there's a lot of fire in his belly. And, and and he's got the ability to uh, really want to make a name for himself like he has all across, you know, from the NAIA level to Indiana, all the way up to where he's at right now. So um, as long as Nebraska doesn't steal him from us, uh, I think we'll be okay.
3: Um, and be, uh, I know that our conversation is kind of drifting, uh, or it seems to be having, uh, following a pull toward the big picture, but – in re, but just a couple more comments uh, in regards to the Michigan State game itself. the There's been some debate on the boards about some people are claiming the running game was just fine, and other people like myself was saying that it was functional when we spread the field, but then when we tried to go with the big boy unit at the gold line, I was wincing before the ball was snapped every time because I just knew we weren't going to get in there, and we didn't. And... um so I think the main thing is is that if we don't try to just go mano a mano against people because that's just not going to work and that's just not who we are, um, but uh, maintain that same spread out and keep them off balance and misdirection philosophy that took us down the field to begin with, um, there's no reason why with the healthy Michael Penix that we can't uh, be just fine in, in those situations. And uh, the toughest defense that we're probably going to face by the looks of things this year – um I was gonna blurt out uh, Oregon, but I don't even know if that's the case. I don't know who would be the toughest defense, but we're not at least until a, a bowl game or a conference championship game, we're not gonna be facing a, a USC or a Utah, so
1: Well I was looking at yeah. uh I was looking at the, the next nine teams we play and uh if I if I if I told you um the defense you know, if the defense allowed, if I gave you a number, twenty six points a game, would you take it? The next nine well, games. I, I, probably.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we'd win pretty much all of them. I think if, if that's all we gave up.
1: Yeah. So that that was that's the average points per game that the the next nine teams were were playing. That's the average points per game they averaged last year. So granted, some get better, some get worse, but um and that that ranks that would rank you at like I think it was 62nd is what I looked at the other day, 62nd nationwide. So, I mean, if 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 the offense continues at you know the the rate it's going at you know 40 something points <laughs> per game, which which probably won't it'll probably dip down to 36 or 37. I mean, looking at that, that's you know I mean twenty six doesn't sound amazing, you know, given what we're used to the last uh, five or six years, but you know it's not uh I don't know, it's not something to not something to sleep on given how our offense looks right now. I mean our receivers our receivers all of a sudden look like fucking badasses, you know. That's a different mm-hmm. one every week. It was McMillan week one. Well it was McMillan and O'Dundee week one and then it was uh, Jackson last week and and then this week it was uh, Jalen Polk going absolutely fucking hate shit on Michigan State yesterday. So
3: And you yeah, know but, uh, what what should what Should I Care About had a question, and I'll go ahead and throw that into the mix here while we're talking. <clears throat> he said, all the players look better than last year, but which non-portal players do you think benefited the most from the coaching change? And I was thinking the wide receivers like, like J-Mac in particular. Yeah, definitely.
4: McMillan, McMillan was the first name that I thought of when I saw that post because, you know, he was – you know, basically everyone just assumed he was gone, right? Because the highly recruited guy, he wasn't getting the ball or often sucked. He's probably regretting coming to Washington, yada yada yada. And he, he seems overly emotional. He, he yeah, uh, you know uh, a lot? Uh, uh well he yeah, he's he's showed up now and him and uh Adunze and uh all of those guys you are starting to see that talent um, you know, Rome, uh, Penix, one of, the, one of his misses was a wide-open Rome. He could have added another yes. 50 and a touchdown. Um, yeah. And so it, it really, that whole group, and this is what we were talking about when you saw Hayner just tearing it up last year at Fresno State, it always seemed like such a chore for us to, you know, complete passes. And, and for the first time, we're getting guys open yeah. off the team And Penix, Penix in particular, is throwing guys open. I remember thinking that yesterday. Yes. When's the last – even Jake Browning wouldn't let the ball go unless he saw that the guy was uncovered. But at the next level, you've got to <laughs> throw the ball and trust your guy's going to get in a spot. And he did that. I mean, he was throwing the ball to a spot when, when Michigan State was still hip on hip with our guy, and our guy, he trusted him. Uh, and, and got the right separation, and the ball is where it needed to be. And it, I mean, it's just a, it's beautiful to watch when it's when it's working. And and so the scheme is working. Pennick's ability to anticipate where the ball needs to go, uh, and then the overall just talent and explosiveness of the receivers in general. It's just all kind of meshing together. Uh, and and the running game, you know, it's 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 a little problematic. It's good enough, uh, but but with that passing game in this era of college football. Uh, I think that, you know, we, we're in the game with anybody we play. I mean, I think that's where it just comes down to. Um, and we probably will have some sort of 70 to 63 Alamo Bowl massacre game at some point. But uh, it's it's a lot better than going four and eight and, uh, you know, scoring 12 points a game.
3: Yeah, and I'll say what a great moment for Polk, Jalen Polk. Um, you know, he, he uh, gets injured on the first play, of the game last year, of the first game of the season, and is out for the whole year. <clears throat> and he transferred here. You know, he's a new kid on the block. Probably didn't know anybody. Must have been a very difficult time for him. And uh, look what he's mm-hmm. doing now, and look what he did yesterday: three touchdown receptions and something like 157 yards, or something like that, or 162. I should have the stats up in front of me actually, but um, so I just I was real happy for him. Yeah, and, and he's, the um, early, yeah we, he's the
4: early he's the early leader of best touchdown celebration. His one, two, three that he threw up was just awesome. I loved it. Uh, there's a little bit of swag. There's a there's a little bit of shit talk back into this program. You know, I actually love seeing some a uh, Bane Valu uh, after we scored a touchdown. I remember it was just coming to the sideline with his helmet off, just screaming like a lunatic. Um, you know, it, it was just you know Nick Kaleppo. Shout out to him. You know, he got hurt. I hope he's doing all right, but. Um, you know, he got a he got a personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. We got a few penalties that actually didn't hurt us, and I'm okay with. We really, we really dominated that game. You know, I mean, we really. Uh, I'm I'm just impressed with the physicality. That looked like a fucking football team, man.
3: So, do we have any other thoughts about the game itself before we really start to look towards the future here?
1: Yeah, the. Uh... So the running game—it looks like um, it just does just enough to keep you know the defense kind of honest. You know, when you can do a play action, um, looks like we're doing it about what thirty-five percent of the plays, or I don't know, thirty-five, maybe forty tops of the plays are run plays. But it does just enough. It's 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 a little. Um, it's, I mean, it's a little concerning, but, you know, possibly, you know, you've got three teams that have played you tough based on your uh, your run game, you know, the past couple of years and don't have much to expect out of the, um, don't know what to expect out of the past game. So we can potentially see something different. Um, I don't know. Yeah. We
3: averaged 2.9, car- 2.9 yards a carry, though.
1: Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not good. I mean, it, it's uh, Cam Davis did okay, but he had one thirty-yard run that uh, really put his uh, average up. So yeah, plus
4: eight eight carries from the one and getting zero yards is also going to hurt that average. Yeah,
1: that, that's that's not good. Uh, did, did but it also points something there. <laughs> I, I I I couldn't hear I couldn't hear any of the um, any of the play by play. Thank God, because it was Mark Jones and Bob Griffin and that little dipshit Quint Kessinich. Uh,
3: no, 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 uh, no. KG. But, uh, um, I'm forgetting his name now. Um, the the former quarterback, we, the quarterback we lost to at Baylor, Robert Griffin the Third. Yeah,
2: he Bob was great. Griffin.
3: He he was fantastic. Mark Mark Jones was Bob you know, Griffin. Oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, he said
1: Bob Griffin.
3: I'm picturing uh, some white guy with the with the Glen yeah, Campbell hair for some reason. Yeah,
1: it's a backhanded slight <laughs> at, at Robert Griffin III. Anyway, so he, did he, he really say? Did he really say that the run game bailed out Washington?
3: Yeah. no, I posted that out of like I was completely stupefied why he would say that, and then maybe then it implies that he was calling a dipshit game or something. He overall he was great. He wasn't anti Washington or anything like that.
1: Uh, Oh, he's not. I I, I like him. Okay. Yeah,
3: Yeah, but he he did say at the end there, or like about halfway through the fourth quarter, or maybe five minutes left, he said, yeah, the the run game had bailed Washington out. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, Um, (laughs) I didn't didn't understand that at all. But, uh, no, Mark Jones was the one that was saying even with like I think thirteen minutes left in the game or something, he was say Mark Jones was saying we needed to pull Penix. Save him for the season. So, you know, and then and then yeah. he and then he said it again with about four minutes left when we were only up eleven. So I was thinking, you know, does he have money on the game or what what's going on here? But um uh, kind of, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> I thought you and I texted this. I think you said you didn't remember this. I think that was you that said that to me. But um, but, but Jen Cohen had uh, – or maybe that was you, Dougals. I don't remember. I think it was you. Yeah, Jen Cohen yeah. Had, had banned him. I thought she had
4: banned him yeah, from calling games here.
1: She did. She did. I was surprised that he was on the call. Yeah, I, I so, don't know about
4: that. But but he's definitely been a, a hater of you, Dub. you know. But the uh, – for me with the actual, the actual game, the, the, the two minute drill to go into half was probably the best and most impressive part and most encouraging sign uh, for this team. Because when Michigan, I felt like if this was Peterson, he would have sat on it mm. Especially since the first, the first play of, uh, of that drive was a, was a shaky, incomplete pass. It was like, Oh shit. They almost, I almost, I immediately thought, Oh fuck, they're just going to run it twice. And, and, and and just you know be happy that we just kicked their ass in the in the first half, uh, but but no, mm-hmm. I mean he just DeBoer understands what what's going on in college football today. And a minute and thirty with a guy like Penix and with the skill receivers that we have, like you have to put points on the board when you have the opportunity. Um, and he went out there and did it. And and I, I was like, I'll be happy with three here. It'd be cool. And then he just I mean let it rip. And uh, it was it was beautiful to see. And I think that that's gonna just knowing that. That he has that mindset is is awesome. Uh, knowing that Deboer kind of gets where college football is at today, uh, you know, as an up and comer who has something to prove, is is so encouraging. Versus a guy who's you know done it before, but back back before the the, the game kind of has taken the direction it has. Uh, you know, offense is really where it's at now. All the rules are going to bend to it, and. That was the most impressive sequence. Uh, Once we did that, I I knew we were winning the game. I was like, holy shit. Um, If we had just (coughs) bled that out, Michigan State gets the ball to start the second, and they come down and score, who knows how, how that game goes. So that was pretty demoralizing for them. And then for us, it just lit the whole place on fire.
3: And what kind of message does that send to the Husky players when your head coach is like, without hesitating, he's like, all right, we're going for it here, you know? and you, even if you're on the sideline and you're watching that and you're and it just sends that message that uh we're we're going to be aggressive and the coach believes in in what the players can do and we're not just going to uh run up the middle and run the clock out because we're afraid of making a mistake. So,
4: yeah. Yeah, no question. He was he just he Somebody even said it on the board, I forget who. It's like, you know, he's, if he's going to make mistakes, at least he's making the the big mistake. You know, he's just going for it. I want him to kick a field goal that, that second time around to put yes. the four scores. Mathematically, that made a lot more sense. Um, but both times, the defense, you know, we were shitting on it because cause it is definitely the weak spot. But both times, the defense has been opportunistic. They got the safety and then Urban with the pick um, to get us the ball right back. So, you know, we didn't play a perfect game by any means. Um, and the secondary is a problem, but, but at the end of the day, man, I think that there's enough talent there. The coaches have proven that, that they're going to look at things and actually, I feel like there's not a disconnect. Pete was always like above everyone, Right. Like, like college football is not is, is not fucking rocket science. Like if I, in an emergency emergency situation, had to give you heart surgery, like you're going to die. Like that's difficult. But if, if I, an emergency, <laughs> in, 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 an emergency, in an emergency situation, if I have to call plays for the team, like there's a 50-50 chance we're going to win in the Pac-12. Like it's, we're okay. I can button mash my way to victory. You know, like, like it's not that difficult. At the end of the game, the game is football. Um, and so I just feel like sometimes, uh, you know, Peterson like overcomplicated it and, and was kind of just like not going to do the obvious because he had some you know, smart way to figure it out that we couldn't possibly understand. DeBoer is kind of like, oh, they suck here. Let's fix that. Oh, they suck here. Let's <laughs> fix that. You know? Oh, you know, it's like, okay, like this is how it's supposed to be. I, it's a no-nonsense approach. Um, I, I really, truly feel the adults are under charge.
3: They even had him mic'd no, up. They had DeBoer mic'd up before the game, and he was going around talking to players and talking to Grub and stuff. And he went past Powell as Powell was stretching, and he <clears throat> just put his hand on his shoulder pad and said, "Hey, go out there and just ball every play. Every play, you just got a ball, and I appreciate everything you're doing for this program." And it was it, it's, that's not verbatim, but it's very close. And it was just like. You're, and you're, he's saying that basically to his weakest link right now, and I just thought that was really, I just it's encouraging. It's good. It's it's humility on display. Um, I yeah, like
1: yeah, positive positive reinforcement.
3: And not above everything like the uh, uh, where Douglas was talking about Peterson a second ago. I just I like yeah, that not, where he's
1: and it's, and he's, it's not Dan Lanning, you know, like hey man, you ready to eat? You ready to eat? Ready to eat today? We're gonna go eat today. <laughs> uh, I I like the uh I like the uh I like the de Deboer nice guy, aw Shucks, you know, at his uh, press conference attitude and you know, he's just hey man, I'm just this Midwest guy, you know, I'm I'm so happy to be here and uh, this is just such a cool thing to do is just coach football. And then every single drive during a football game, he's like, How can we score a fucking touchdown to get more points? <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Until we have to yeah.
1: take a knee, I'm not taking a fucking knee. I'm going to try to score fucking points. If my third string quarterback is in, I'm throwing the ball. I'm trying to get the ball to the end zone every fucking drive we have.
3: Yeah,
2: it's it's. Or, or yeah, I mean,
3: I mean, if we have our third string quarterback in not to take away from your point, but he's obviously not throwing go routes and everything, oh, but he's keeping the thing open and, and getting some meaningful experience. Um, and so I think that that's, I think that's just fantastic. And yeah. it's something is, that. Yeah. Well, he, he's yeah, gonna, go ahead. sorry to interrupt, but, but
4: he's just definitely no. like the kind of, the kind of guy who goes to uh uh, a, a church on Sunday and afterwards is slamming original cores and like, you know, swallowing the chew in his mouth. Like he just totally <laughs> has that, like that dual personality where it's like, Oh geez, you know, we're just hoping to play a good game and, you know, try our best and we live with the results. And then on the sidelines, he's just trying to take their hearts out. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. And um, he's a competitive guy and the whole staff seems to be on the same page. Uh, I was at Joey's after the game. I did not see them there. Um, so, uh, Joe Cullen, don't worry about the, uh, the the bill of tequila. It's not coming. Um, and uh, I think we're in good hands, definitely.
3: Somebody posted something about Sark when he was hosting uh, Ewers and, like, three or four other recruits, and the bill came. I don't know what the – the bill for the weekend was, like, two, over $200,000 for hotels and everything.
1: <laughs> it was Arch, Arch Manning.
3: Was it Arch Manning? Okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, so well, yeah, let's talk a bit about um uh, Mr. Smug coming up here, uh uh mr. Smirk, uh David Shaw, and Stanford, uh and then uh and then we'll answer some and then we'll answer some questions from posters and close it out, but uh um yeah you know i, I sure as hell hope we don't have another situation where the office goes completely infinite, uh Pennix goes limp, so to speak, and then you know, and then. Stanford just runs off tackle up and down the field and, and wins 23 to 10 or something. I don't think any of us expect that at all. Um, but that's been the nightmare for the last few years.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Last year notwithstanding.
4: Yeah, I, I've never – I know the whole curse of Shaw and the smug win and the practicing on our intramural fields and kicking our ass anyways and all that stuff. Um, but I've no, never No, it been, a Bellevue Park. I, Bellevue Park. <laughs> I, I, I've never, I've never been, uh, you know, less concerned about Stanford because the just the way this team is built, you know, I, I know we're going to score points on Stanford. You know, I could see the game very much playing out like how it did with with USC when USC beat them like forty-five to twenty something. Or, you know, the, this team can move the ball. Um, I'm sure Shaw is going to have them trying to twist Penix's ankle. He does look – I mean, he does. He stands a little upright, and he, he looks uh, a little thin out there. So I am nervous every time uh, the the crowd gets around him. But um, I think we—I think this will be a big sign that we're going to handle them and be able to score on them, and they won't be able to ball control us like they have in the past. That's been our problem. Our offense doesn't show up, and then our vaunted defense gets in some kind of slug fast, and then they pull out a 6'10 tight end that fucks us And it's like, you know, that's the game. It's like, okay, we just lost the Stanford again. Uh, This time around, I just feel like we're we're built off timing, off short routes, uh, balls out of hand. We have more athletes. And uh, we have – I mean, I could – hopefully I'm not wrong. I would be shocked if next week is is, is close. It just suck that it's seven thirty. That four thirty game time. It was pretty awesome. You know, you start out in the sun, and and it kind of comes down, and, and the sun comes down. That's about as late as I'd like to see them. Um, the fact they're playing seven thirty twice in a row is kind of annoying. But uh, Stanford, uh, I, I don't, I'm not actually, I'm not concerned about it. I think we got them.
3: Well, I'm old school. I, I like a, those one one uh, p.m. kickoffs. But
1: I thought it was a four thirty <laughs> start next week. Oh no, Maybe it's seven thirty. Holy shit. No, it is. It it is a seven thirty. I thought, I thought they had I think announced we have a bunch a of seven thirties coming up. Jesus. Yeah. Well the yeah, I mean tough. the seven thirty, uh seven thirty is a away game for UCLA. That's not I mean you know. Friday night I I suppose I can drink on a Friday night, right? I mean <laughs> no. come on. I don't know if that's what they're basing
3: their scheduling on, but...
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've, 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 written, I've written several letters. Trust me. <laughs>
4: you're, you're doing your part.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh,
4: and I'm uh, sure they've collected is, them all uh, into
2: a tw- box <laughs>
1: yeah, in case right. they ever
3: need to uh, issue well, the restraining order. But
1: We open as, uh, what, 12 and, a half, 12 and a half point favorites? Seems kind of uh, seems kind of low right now, but Stanford is coming off a bye week. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't see it. I don't even see it being. I, I don't see it being close at this point.
3: I mean, if you had to ask me, nope. I, I say we win by seventeen to twenty. But let's not get complacent, gentlemen.
4: Yeah, the yeah, the, the, the only the only fear would be I think I think Tanner McKee or whoever the quarterback is was like a former five star, like Stanford always has a random five star quarterback on the roster. Like the only fear would be like he all of a sudden becomes the five star everyone envisioned him and he throws for, you know, seven hundred yards against us. Uh, but but I mean outside of that I, I, I just feel like we're gonna get better. Um, I have faith in the staff that the team will get better and improve week to week. Uh, we're actually going to get healthier. I feel like, uh, I think Kirkland was probably going to come back. Maybe uh, I'm blanking on his name, our UC Davis D2 uh, uh, All-American. Is it Powell? Perryman. Perryman, Perryman, there you go. Uh, And he's going to maybe be back, but uh, I I just feel like we're with this, and this will be a big, you know, if if we lay an egg and lose, then everything I said about this staff, just shut, just I'll just fucking eat it. You know, like, they then, then, it's, then it's like yes, the pattern, the, the, the battered Weiss syndrome. I apologize. I apologize. Be, oh, Dougal's made a home. post.
3: Is Urban Meyer available?
4: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but but no, I, if, I,
1: if they go into I, the Rose just, Bowl and win that game, and win that game, I mean, you can start fucking flipping off and crotch shopping everybody.
2: Man, yeah. including,
1: including us, even though we were like, we were, we were good with the hire, but, you know, I mean, we talked about it. We were, Campbell won, DeBoer two, or whatever, so, whatever. If we couldn't yeah, have Bob I, I,
3: Stoops, who we thought was cryptically signaling to us with his purple yeah, right. tie on ESPN. <laughs> so.
1: Well, okay, yeah, okay, it was Saban won. Too. <laughs> Make Saban say no. that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Make
4: say no. <laughs> Saban say tweeted a picture of him and Don James. He's coming.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,
3: by the way, I want to digress for just a second. Um, one more thing about the game, uh, because it was something where I was uh, was yelling at the TV. In a good way, <clears throat> when we had that one play, um, that was uh, God. We're um, I think it was at about the twenty yard line of Michigan State, and we we put like five guys shifting all at once. And normally with Peterson, you'd be thinking, "Oh God, this is going to end up into a legal procedure or whatever." And then everybody gets set, and the next thing you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, Telepapa is catching a ball at the pylon. That was just thrown on a dime by uh, Penix, and I just I loved how that whole thing was set up. It was just beautiful. So,
1: right. No, it's it was yeah, a great play. It's definitely
4: a, a fun brand of football to watch, no doubt. I mean, it's I was that that yesterday was probably the best time I've had at the Husky game. I shit you not since Ever? Stanford 2001. Since Stanford 2001. Um, I, I, that's how it's Stanford 2001. That's when, uh, uh, or 2000, I should say, when uh, the Curtis Williams game. I was there uh, with my, oh, my down dad there. and grandpa. Yeah, and and, and just, okay. th- I, have, I haven't had that much fun. Like, a lot of the, you know, old-timers are trying to, you know, you know do the whole, like, well, you know, we're still unproven, <laughs> and the kids shouldn't rush the field against Michigan State. And I kind of agree, but also I sort of disagree. It's a new era. I mean, we haven't had anything to fucking cheer about in so long. Um, And if you want to get new fans into the game, like you got to have them, let them have fun. You got to let the students, you know, it's just a different kind of person these days. They're all on their phones. They're all fucking nerds. Like let them rush the field, (laughs) let's win some big games. And 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 get them excited about Husky football. Make it a fun thing to go to. Make it something that you know it, the, the cat's out of the bag. Everyone rushes the field no matter what anymore. It's like we're we're not just like we're not too regal to sit a ton, you know sit on the mountaintop like oh we only rush the field never you know maybe when we beat the number one. No, like that shit is way gone. It's not ninety one. It's not ninety two. Let the students <laughs> have some fun. You know, let the students yes. have some fun and and let's let's go with it.
3: 2012 though I was still sitting on my regal throne a bit because we ran. I was at that game with uh, who was oh the girl named uh, Rachel. We were at uh, the clink. and it was against Stanford, and we won the game. And then uh, they rushed the field, and I just thought, "This is so beneath us. What are we doing?"
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, said 2012. Whatever.
3: whatever. Yeah,
4: <laughs> who cares? And, I, who cares? I, I, I'm over. Like, and so, it but I, ran, I feel.
3: No, I feel now it's like he, Hugh Millen and I were talking about a decade ago, and he said uh, that it, it often seems like that you really bond and pick your team, for at least for, for young boys, you know, when you're about 13 or so. And, it, and if something really clicks at that time, that becomes your team more or less for life. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so you need, you know, and again, when was the last time that we beat a ranked out-of-conference opponent at home? It had been 21 years or whatever, so... Um yep, so yeah, you know mean, I, you, you, I, I i i
4: didn't
3: I wasn't thrilling at the sight, but I had no problem with them running the field,
4: yeah I mean you need to field. have moments, yeah, you need to have moments, and I was kind of standing there after the game and just kind of watching the whole scene, and yeah, i mean whatever it's it's you know it's not the Michigan state's probably gonna go six and six or some shit but but at the end <laughs> of the day you know the 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 whole the whole scene. You know, it just it was it was nice to see, man. Uh, this team, mm-hmm. this, this team, this program needed a W. Um, the staff needed a W. We already got a couple recruits on. I don't know if they're good or not or whatever. I don't really care. Uh, but you know, it's just the whole atmosphere. It just it's it's so much better than a, a moral victory loss. And yeah, I mean, we can beat us up for not you know finishing the game the way we wanted to, you know, the optics of 40 if we were able to get some more points and letting them come back. We weren't even on ESPN's front page after the upset. I mean, they, they don't even have wow. a recap article. I mean, so so nobody really gives a fuck about what we're doing. And Michigan State in the coaches poll is ahead of us uh, still. Yeah. And, and it's it's That's and, amazing. And so, like, there's a lot of work to do you know, and we just got The only way to get there is through just consistency and winning these games. And this, 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 we could have easily lost this game and been like, well, we still got the pac 12 to play for. And we still have a good shot at the championship game. If we beat X, Y, and Z, it's like, fuck that. Like, this is a game that's going to set us up. um, And and hopefully we don't stumble. I mean, we don't have Utah. We don't have SC, you know, it's, it's, it's right there for us. I wish we did. I kind of, but at the same time, just get in and win, man. Like, Washington State plays Oregon next week. One of them is going to get bounced. Um, I think UCLA. I don't know who the fuck they play, but USC plays another undefeated Oregon State. I think so. Like, let's see who what's what, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we get a chance to just you know win the win the fucking conference. I mean, I, that would that it's it's on the table now, and they have the confidence, and they. I actually, in retrospect, think it was good that that Michigan State made that comeback. We still got a double digit win, and they learned you have to finish games. They learned a little bit about mm. themselves, and um, they they got because it was such a fucking steamroll up until the end.
2: No, oh, like we, yeah. we've been
4: front, we've been we've been front running all year. So that was the first time probably all season where, where there was a little puckering, and it was kind of like, oh shit, he just scored another touchdown, and oh shit, we just gave them the ball back. Like fuck, like this is a game, you know. And and so it's good that they felt that that they got that little nerves. Half the stadium was gone at that point, so it wasn't as much juice behind them. Um, And and so, yeah, that was a good moment that they can learn from and it's going to serve them well down the road.
3: Yeah, and I agree with everything there. Um, Looking at the uh, question uh, uh, thread here, the one from the knowledge, I'll maybe ask both of you guys just to look at it when you get a chance and answer it online because it's kind of lengthy. We already answered the question from what should I care about. Um Reese Bannon was posting about a recruit that, like we just said, we don't even know who this guy is, but it's a good thing, I guess, that he enjoyed himself there on Saturday. Um, see, Fetters not your lover. He wants to know, did, okay, well, ask Dougal this. Uh, did you see Jen Cohen on the sideline? Was she wearing leopard skin?
4: <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, no, I think, I think she, she was wearing uh, some camo, some UW camo gear. And uh, she seemed to blend into the field there. I did not see her. I did not see her.
3: Mm. Um. And then, uh, yeah, somebody somebody that I was uh, chatting with said that she hasn't been seen much around uh, lately. And take that for what it's worth. But um, uh, can you go in depth on the concessions and availability of nachos? I don't even know if we want to delve into that in the show. But that's from C. Fetters, Nacho Lover. And then he wants to know why I don't take his question seriously. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> did,
3: uh, did do he? He has a fourth question. He had four consecutive shit posts here. Did dugals fight any Michigan State Guidos like he did at the Fiesta Bowl?
4: <laughs> no, I did not. I, I did not. I did. This is this is dugal's two right? I just I Dougal's pro- probably would have been uh, thrown out by the third quarter. Uh, I, I was able to keep my cool. Uh, there were no Guidos in our section. Um, I- if anything, my section is like a, an episode of High Five and White Guys. You know, it's just like
2: Washington fans. You know? <laughs> everyone's like,
4: hey. you know, like, I don't know how many. I don't know how many missed high fives there were in section one thirty, but man, we just fucking we just white guided up out there, and um, it was. Aren't, it was aren't good, you
3: Aren't <laughs> you like half Colombian or something?
4: Half Puerto Rican, but I appreciate Rican. the uh, sentiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the, I'm the creepy cougar of the west. I'm the creepy, the creepy. Is that the? the
1: uh, is that the? Is is that a? What what do you call that? A Spanish simile or something? You you all look alike, right? Oh yeah.
3: Well, he well, but you he saying he's high at white guys or whatever.
2: So it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's that's, that's so why I was I'm making the, the reference. Who- <laughs>
4: I'm the only one that noticed because they don't realize how out of rhythm they are.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: We already talked about Lone Star Dogs, Battered Housewife comment, and uh, how are things different this time around. Um, And then 1 to 39,283.1 or whatever, he says, now that you've had time for it to sink in, that in that Washington success will mean a quality win for Oregon later this season that propels them back to the playoffs. Are you still happy about the win? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I know how Joey's going to react, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going.
1: I'm going to the. Uh, I'm going to the Oregon game this year. Oh, are you oh. really? Oh. Yeah. So if you see a uh, like a six-three, two hundred and thirty-pound guy fighting a whole section
2: of people. You know where it is. Yeah. You you found me. There it is. So that uh, you won't you
1: yeah. won't be
3: re- recording the podcast live from the Equality Inn in Eugene, but you'll be in a prison a jail cell or whatever?
1: Either that or a yeah. medical center somewhere in the
3: middle of or medical center. <laughs> They'll all have an echo, so <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
4: That, that that's a that's actually a fun game next week. Oregon has a well documented uh, documented Washington State problem, and uh, Washington. <laughs> State, I mean, well, well, Washington. I don't know. The, I I'll be honest. I haven't watched one second of Washington State this year. I know they're three and zero, and they beat Wisconsin on the road. Um, and if they go and they have and they have an Oregon coming out the Pullman, I believe. So if they beat Oregon, that's two. They beat two ranked teams in their first four games undefeated. Um, then, you know, there they're the bullseye goes on them. If they get smacked by Oregon, then they are who we thought they are, little coogs. Um, but, but I'm excited to actually watch that game next week, and it will kind of uh, kind of just give us an idea of, like, what the big game is going to be at the end of the year. Um, so, so that's, that's, that's one to, to look out for. Uh, I'm not worried about, about the landing. I think, they, yeah, they're going to – or Georgia does look that good, but landing's still a first-year coach. There's still a lot of raw raw over there. And um, I think if they lose one on the way, they're going to crumble at some point.
3: Well, the jury's still out. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just withholding judgment. So I was shocked that they beat BYU so easily, but um, but I don't know what BYU really is all about. So
4: um, yeah, when BYU BYU won a national title in 1984 when they were like the 15th best team in the country. So I don't take a maybe not even a that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we we won a it.
4: number two. Exactly. Being a number twelve PYU <laughs> doesn't mean much to me. Um, I, I, they, I they they literally still... played in
3: the whack back then.
2: Yeah. And I
4: was I wasn't even born, so
3: Well I remember it very well. And I was like what, twelve <laughs> or thirteen or whatever, but um Yellow Snow wants to know Douglas, did you get any contaminants on your display case tennis shoes? <laughs> Kind of inside uh, no, joke see, there, but
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I have a I have a sneaker collection. I got the uh, I have the uh, multiple uh, UW Ultra Boost because I'm that kind of dude. Uh, no, no yellow snow. I uh, I definitely Scotch guard all my sneakers before I take them out of their case. Uh, there, you know, we were, we were a very clean section. There wasn't a lot of uh, beer spilling going on, so uh, it, they, they look fine. They're back in the case where they belong. Uh, all as well with the sneakers.
3: And Dugger McFarland wants to know if he should go to future home games, and uh, you know, sure, why not? They need the support. Sure. Um, Dugger McFarland does not have a badge next to his uh, avatar. I thought he had donated. That's interesting, huh? I need to go check to make sure that he
4: he donated. He you're got his badge. You're, you're immediately regretting uh, airing his question if he didn't donate. Oh, no, 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 no,
3: no, I was just, as I was reading it, I looked over at his thing and there's no badge, and I was like, I could have sworn he sent in some money, but that um, he hasn't complained about not getting a badge, and people usually complain if I forget to give them their badge, so, um, anyways, I didn't even need to air that out, but, <laughs> um, and this question's kind of curious there, I mean, yeah, if you want to go to the game, go to the game, I mean.
4: It was a great time, yesterday was great, and it was fun. Um, there's, you can, you can be, you know, an old curmudgeon all you want, but there's no doubt yesterday was a fun, fun, uh, time. This team is fun to watch. The players care. There's no sulking on the sidelines. I mean, from Morris to Heward, I don't know who's going to transfer, or who's going to stay or, you know, that, but, but it just seems as a whole, this, this entire team is cohesive and they're, they, they love to play the game. And, uh, I, I think, yeah, if you have an opportunity to go to Husky stadium, uh, then, then fucking go. I mean, why, why not?
1: And uh um, next week should be fun.
3: Should be I, a um, fun
1: game next week too. Mhm. And I had per,
3: I had personal reasons why I uh you know I always had some resentment towards Sark and that's and, and my criticisms of him weren't just based from uh from re- personal resentment. I mean I think he deserved everything that I said um throughout all those years. Um, and, uh, and then likewise with Peterson, I had a personal reason with him as well, but also I just, I think he deserves the criticism that he gets mainly from us. Everybody else seems to still hail him as, uh, the almighty or whatever, but, um, but anyway, so, uh, DeBoer, I have absolutely no issue with whatsoever and I like the guy and, um, so... That's one. You know, Joey texted me during the game on Saturday yesterday and said, "Are you Dugan yet?" I said, "I'm certainly getting there. I'm certainly warming up." And um, he and you asked me Whoa. a week or two ago if Jen, if Jen Cohen got fired and left, would I would I be willing to start going to all the games again and stuff? And it would it would put me a step closer, you know. So,
1: well, well, let's be honest. Your your beef with Sark and Peterson was. Uh, because Pat Hill wasn't wasn't essentially retired yet, so you really wanted Pat Hill back in the program.
3: Hardy, hard,
2: har.
1: your man crush on Pat Hill was was holding you back on the on the program.
3: I would have taken <laughs> Pat Hill over Jimmy Lake. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: we would well, have been I, more organized. I, I think, I
1: think revisionist history says I think any of us would have <laughs> taken Pat Hill or
2: Homer
4: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if, if if UW wins the the title this year, I say that hardcore husky pulls money and gives it to Ruperaki's uh, NIL deal. because uh, that's kind of yeah, <laughs> <he> <laughs> is yeah. the fucking program. I I, I honestly yeah. I don't know. A, We should do a go I'll I'll buy, <laughs> I'll, I'll
2: buy a two hundred and fifty
4: dollar yeah. like live strong bracelet from Ruperaki if uh if it means we go to the title of these guys because he used yeah. no category. no, we have to <laughs> yeah.
2: no are we
3: talking Northwest title or are we talking pac twelve are we talking the north? what are we talking here? If
2: we get some championship game or something I think that
3: should be uh <laughs> be your voice great. broke up. what was that? Say it again,
4: am I cutting out I said if we you get just hit for a game... moment. Oh yeah! If we get to the championship game, I think that we should definitely really do something. I think it'd be kind of fun now that they now that we can pay the players openly. You know, if every year there's like funny. a hardcore Husky player, a hardcore Husky player that you know, a little side donation that we can give. I'm sure Jen would hate that, but you know, just toss them something. I mean, some some tickets to Deja Vu or whatever. I mean, I don't know what, but but get them something out there and, and uh, you know just let them know hardcore husky's proud of their efforts to to, to help Husky football.
3: I love this idea. You know what? Like every early December when it's holiday season and we put it to a vote to the posters and we and we pick a Hardcore Husky Player of the Year, you know, Rupert Rocky, Rupert Rocky, or whatever, and we do a little GoFundMe or whatever. Hardcore Husky takes a 10% cut for the big guy. <laughs> and uh, that was a joke, people. <laughs> that was a joke.
2: And I don't have a... a, a... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a cocaine addicted
1: son
3: that I'm sending over to is Eugene a, or whatever. So, but anyways, uh, that's,
1: a, that's a mellow dog downvote coming.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I love that idea though, and I love the idea of like even taking a photo as the package is being put together. Here's two VIP tickets. I don't know if they have VIP tickets at, at Deja Vu. I, I don't know, but uh, you know something. And just like here's the box to going to Ruparaki or whatever. Uh, and then mailing it off, and uh, I love this. And then you know, you know and then we, we you know we raise two hundred and six dollars or whatever, and he can add that to the three hundred that's in his you know uh, IRA or whatever. So,
4: <laughs> with, with, with our luck, like Alabama Alabama has like full on car dealerships for their players, and with our luck, like a, a, fruit, a, a fruit basket to Ruperaki like gets us on with some sort of bandwidth. Yeah. Like like we, we we don't we don't go through the proper channels and. And Hardcore Husky single-handedly puts us on probation for the next five years. You know? That would be just <laughs> fucking
3: poetic justice. I love that idea. I really, I'm, And I'm not kidding. I love that idea. Uh, that, that, that's going to come to some sort of manifestation here. I love that. So, uh, well, any, any final thoughts before we call it a night? Uh, I, I mean, I'm
4: uh I'm a grower for DeBoer. You know what I mean. <laughs> this is uh, this is gonna be this is this is uh, since day one. I'd like to say i went first. I think Red Dog is also in it. Also, shout out to uh, Bays Sway. Shout out to Wilbur Hooks. I love that guy. He's been a little more active, doing it on the boards, and uh, I love yep. seeing that guy uh, get active and um, and just you know it this it should, it should be has the makings of being a fun year. Uh, if we can beat Stanford. Uh, then hey we made it to what we're, we're basically in October we're still playing for something it's, it beats having the season being over September 1st you know what I mean And, and uh, what was the and, last
3: time we were 5-0 and o, you know in 2001 maybe or something
4: shit I, I couldn't even tell you it'd be a long time I
3: feel like we
4: were 4-1 that year yeah, yeah 2016 that would be were
1: it. we 5-0 and o at I that point sure. I think we might have actually been five and zero going into the Arizona state game in twenty seventeen too hm or pretty pretty close there maybe maybe four and zero. well,
2: um,
3: especially after last year, it just seems like such a a a a pleasant surprise that we could be sitting at five and zero. and and i you know I expect this to be at this point. We'll see, but
4: the game is gonna
1: be big man.
3: Oh, it yeah. been fun, yeah. yeah. It's hard, Friday night.
4: Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to win at L.A., even with good teams, even when they're shitty. Um, and so, I, I think that that even is something with, still... Even game. with
1: 13,000 people there.
4: <laughs> yeah. We have a well-documented yeah. <laughs> problem
3: of losing to UCLA on the road. Yeah. Sure. And at yeah. home, but... <laughs> um, um, right. um, any, any thoughts, Joey?
1: Yeah, to I, close yeah, it I out. texted... I, Yeah, I texted my wife last night. She's off the hook. I found uh, found my blue pill, and it exists in the Husky offense. So I'm fucking (laughs)
2: I'm
1: fucking uh, I'm I'm fucking flexing and and hulking up. You know, I'm 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 ready to I'm I'm ready to go. I'm I'm ready to go this year. I was uh, you know I was a little like I was a little weary going into it about going to games and you know been Spending my whole Saturdays, but I, I I can't fucking wait till next Saturday. Um, yeah. Yeah, just to go just to go big slap David Shaw next week. It's gonna be <laughs> fucking. It's just gonna be fucking epic.
3: But as Race Bannon always says, beware the Shaw ropeadope. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah.
4: But. Right. Hey, well guy. Google.
3: Dougal, thanks for joining us and uh, and uh, good talking to you guys. We'll talk soon. Sure
4: Absolutely, yeah, go
1: dogs. See you, Dougal. All right.
0: Thank you for listening to the right, Hardcore Bye. Husky podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hu- hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snows Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is which is a shit show of politics and strange nudes. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level, level of cyber
3: peyote, peyote,
0: come join Swain's Wigwam. <laughs> I'm gonna have to read this over. Swain's
3: Wigwam, yeah.
0: Swain's Wigwam, <laughs> at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information. All for the low low fee of one hundred and twenty nine dollars a year. Come join the fun after he did that one, but